Attention, interruption in Superman travel log detected. Rebooting system. Glicks, where are we? Our next sector will be the 1966's New Adventures of Superman. Due to travel log interruption, our journey through the district may be briefer than normal. Full ship functions may not be available. Alright, well, opening comms, let's get started. Okay, what is happening here? Where are we? Glix, give us a situation report. Currently we are on the planet Geekery. Be warned, our impossibility drive may cause distortions okay. as we traverse this land. Impending impossibility engaging in 3, oh gosh. 2, oh 1. Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode 58 of ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I'm Dallas, and with me is... Celeste! As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we are saying via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find us by simply looking up Geek Devotions. And do us a favor, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, because that would be pretty awesome. Absolutely. All right, so if you have been missing out on what's happening, um, we had a little break. And if you want to know why we had a break, make sure you check out our last podcast, which you can find on most of your favorite podcast catchers, uh, specifically the one you're listening to this podcast on right now. Yeah. Uh, but also on our YouTube channel and on our website. With that being said, we've been doing this series. We've been traveling through the Superman district, watching a whole bunch of and discussing a whole bunch of Superman movies, our TV series. I, I forgot what, what it's called. Just iterations. Yeah. Of Superman. We've been checking out the iterations of Superman into film. Yeah. And most of the major ones. And uh, this all started actually with our friends over at Retro Rewind Podcast. Yes. Where we uh, review Superman, like the original 1978 Superman movie. And uh, recently, I've also had an opportunity to guest host, and I reviewed Superman 2 with them. Yes. And if you want to check those out, go to Retro Rewind Podcast. Yes. Dot com. The one that we were both on is episode 166. I do not have the number for the other one. It's mm -hmm. out there. Just type in my name. Just type in Superman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And pull it up. And they actually have a review on 1, 2, and 3. So those yes. are really interesting to hear. The, the 3 is very interesting because mm -hmm. it was before they put into system their new right rating so yeah. it's quite a it's different it's really yeah. different it's very different so celeste what have we done so far what has glicks given you so far we have done oop and it left come back so far we have done superman serial from 1948 the max fleischer superman i like that one that one was fun. The Adventures of Superman. Mm -hmm. And that is that is all that we have done. So today we are in the 60s and uh, we're talking about the Superman from the 60s. And like we said in the opening, uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. We, we have our thoughts together and we're going to talk about it. We know what our thoughts are. We know what our thoughts are. So let's let's talk about this. Let's break this down like we have been doing. And so basically what we're going to do is we ask ourselves, what did we like about the series? Our opinions on the Superman and the Lois, because those are the continual factors in almost every rendition of Superman. Yes. And uh, well, I'm not sure if we have a commercial break. We may or may not. <laughs> depends, depends on, on how, how long, long. This goes. <laughs> but um, and then we're going to ask ourselves: Is this a good Superman series to recommend to people? So that's that's what's happening today, guys. So let's let's get into this. So Celeste, question number one: What did we 
What did we like about the series? Well. <laughs> um, what did you like about the series, Dallas? Well, I appreciated the fact that it was very timely. They worked mm. very hard to place themselves in the time frame, which was, again, the 60s. And um, there was a little bit of nostalgia stuff going on because I grew up watching like Johnny Quest. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a couple other cartoon series that were kind of based in that time period. I remember as a kid, obviously, I didn't grow up in the 60s, uh, yeah. being born in 1984. Uh, it would have been difficult. It would have been very difficult. But uh, these were shows that were on reruns. And I remember uh, many a, a day in doctor's offices as a kid uh, because... I was in there often watching these on the television. Uh, I remember um, when, when we had cable, it would be on television. And so like it, it brought that nostalgia feeling to it. Um, I don't know about you. It kind of felt like the old Scooby-Doo. I'll give you that. And I did appreciate that feel because it did feel like the original Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I liked about it was the nostalgic feeling. It was definitely placed in that realm. Right. Uh, So I enjoyed that. um, And I enjoyed the vocal for Superman because it was a very like the way he spoke was very self-assured. Right. And very. I don't know how to say self-assured any other way other than self-assured, very sure of himself. But like it just he, he was ex- confident. He's confident. He exuded confidence. There's a difference between just being self-assured and having confidence, I think. He wasn't he wasn't coming off as like haughty, you know? Like no, there's no, sometimes no. there's a character that you're trying to come off as being self-assured or confident and they're just you're like, Okay, you're really annoying. Yeah, exactly. So his I I've been because I've been delving more into listening to voice acting Mm -hmm. and narration and things like that. I've started to pick up on things and I enjoyed the way that actor did that voice. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. All right. So that's kind of what we liked about the series. Um, Kind of all we liked about the series. That is all. In case you guys didn't know what our feelings were, we didn't really care for the series. (laughs) There was a lot that we just didn't like. It was a struggle. It was a a struggle. And we're going to get into some of the struggles at the last half about when we go to recommend this and why or why not we won't. <laughs> so what's our opinions about Superman? Let's, let's talk with straight down Superman. Let's break down the super or uh, the lowest lane because again, those are the kind of the common factors between every series. You've kind of already mentioned your, you, you liked his confidence. Yeah. I liked the way the voice actor portrayed him. So it's more the voice acting rather than the writing. Yes, okay. definitely the acting rather than the writing because some of the lines he was saying were not my favorite we're not in that section yet um but just the way he did that now i think that lois was kind of underplayed in this you know i was thinking about that too when we were watching it she was a just kind of an awkward plot device and we didn't see a lot out of her it was almost like she was there because they were required to put her there because how can you have Superman without Lois Lane? Right. But they really didn't want to do anything with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's given kind of an unfair advantage. And when we did see her, she was an adventurous person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She was She was definitely on top of things. She had confidence in herself. She did. Um, but there just wasn't a lot of her. And I think, again, that's kind of getting into the territory of 
whether or not we can recommend this series. Right. Well, Jimmy Olsen played a bigger character in this than she did. He was, wasn't he? He was in almost every episode, he which was. you do not see in any of the others. Right. That I didn't think about it. He was in almost every every episode. I'm wondering if they were trying to target a different audience mm-hmm. than they were with all of the others and go for more the father-son big brother, little brother type Mm. thing rather than play up the romanticism. Mm -hmm. Because typically when Lois is involved, they play up the romantic side of things. Right. So if they were gearing it to kids, it would kind of make sense that they would include someone that was supposed to be a kid. Right. Well, you know, I'm thinking about it again. I said at the the start of the show that it felt like uh, Johnny quest and all those and in the 60s, there was this kind of this, it seems like in the series, this big push for adventurism, for for getting out there and for boys, quote unquote, being boys and and having mentorship take place where there's a there's a father figure mentoring young boys. I think maybe that was some of that was a product, uh, maybe, maybe done purpose. I can't say that for sure. Right. Because, I mean, we're looking at um, a generation that was, you know, lost in a in a movement of of quote unquote free love and everything, um, I feel like you had a lot of fatherless things happen. Yeah, back in the sixties, um, you had some that was overbearing, I believe. Absolutely. But I'm wondering if that was done on purpose, if if because uh, focusing on on the relationship between Clark Dash Superman and Jimmy Olsen was done on purpose because they were trying to raise up these young men. Well, and you also have the aspect of that generation was an interesting time for women. Mm. It it was kind of the... Uh, I'm trying to make sure I don't get my history wrong, but it was kind of the, you know, women. it's okay for women to work, but it's still the mindset of they need to be at home. But it's, it's it, it was that awkward time frame where women were more empowered. So it could be that they were trying to focus. the birthing of the empowerment. Like you had the 50s. Yes. Where it was definitely your, you know, and you had it in the 60s, obviously, but the 50s, it was like, you know, the woman stays at home. She's yeah. the home, the homebody individual. She cooks, she cleans, make sure the house is ready for when the husband comes home. Uh, the 60s, again, we had that, we, you had that shift in a lot of ways. It was a good, there was a good shifting going oh, absolutely. on in society. Um, of women empowerment and stuff like that. Um, of course, you and I know with you and I, our our worldview, mm-hmm. we see it having gone maybe a little too far in some areas. To but you did have this empowerment of women. Yeah. And so, well, and and what I was trying to get about, mm-hmm. I just bumped the mic. What I was trying to get to in the roundabout way mm-hmm. is that that was still the time frame where the mindset was little girls don't watch Superman. Oh. So they may have geared it more towards guys because they thought that the little boys were, I mean, take uh, that's the same time frame that Star Trek came out and they mm-hmm. did not realize until after it was already canceled that the main viewership was women. Mm-hmm. So it, it would make sense that they would think, okay, this is a, boy show because superman's a boy's thing Mm -hmm. like that that was the mindset of the time right okay so as far as superman and lois i don't think there's enough material there for us to say our opinion on lois and where this one ranks 
the couple says we saw her. My personal opinion, she was okay. What we, what we saw was well done. Yeah. Whereas in the Superman, um, he was a confident Superman. Didn't see much Clark. No, didn't see a lot of Clark at all. Mm-hmm. And what we did see of Clark was very, uh, shall we say, cocky? Mm, yeah, a little bit. Kind of like like breaking the fourth wall, mm-hmm. grinning about the fact that he's acting so weak. <laughs> right. So I guess the question becomes, how do we rank this Superman in the slowest? I don't feel like it, it's not fair for us to rank Lois with this one. I agree. But with, with with Superman, how would we rank this Superman? I I I don't think that he ranks terribly high. Mm-mm. Like I enjoyed the voice acting, but the overall stories, I would not rank him well. Right. Now I don't. To be honest, I don't remember what we ranked the other ones. Mm-hmm. I know that Superman Two was one of my favorites. For Superman. Superman? Superman. Superman. You're talking about from 1978? Uh, yes. The one we did with Retro. Mm-hmm. So I know that we we really enjoyed the Max Fleischer cartoons, and we really enjoyed the Superman in that. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember our actual mm-hmm. decisions. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say this. And I know to the dismay of your father who may be listening to this podcast. I doubt it. No, he's been listening to a couple of our stuff. but I did not know that. Yeah. I apologize, Dad. <laughs> um, I th- and, and, and just because he and I talked about this already. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is the worst Superman. I agree. You know, it's just the, the serials was okay. Um, Fleischer was great. I really enjoyed Fleischer. I enjoyed the adventures of Superman. I just don't think this Superman carries. And um, I want to I want to take that and move that now into our next section, which is, can we recommend this series? Is this the part where we get to talk about our dislikes? Yes, because oh, I have God. to qualify why I'm making him the least of the Superman. And so, since you are, like, just beaming with excitement. I just am tired of saying what I liked about it because there wasn't much and so I'm having to stretch <laughs> to think about it. Well, tell me, dear, what did you not like about this? Oh my God, the writing. <laughs> it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and one of the things I did did enjoy is they did more sci-fi stuff, mm-hmm. which Superman has always included, but at the same time, they didn't include enough of the normal Superman stuff, like the everyday Superman stuff. It was definitely more sci-fi fantasy based. And so it, the writing was just terrible when he's punching a pterodactyl and calling it Terry Baby. I mean, come on now. (laughs) That was quite, again, but that is a product of the time period. Like his, his language, his vocabulary, the way that he approached things he was trying to speak, or the writers were trying to speak to a younger audience at the time, to that generation. And they would use that kind of like that swagger, if you will. Because it wasn't just like Terry Baby. It was like, come along with me, Terry Baby. I mean, it was just like that, that swinger. He's like, hey, groovy. It, it was just very odd mm-hmm. to hear coming from Superman. Yeah. It's one thing if it's a character that is just set in the time. It's, you know, the... 
the characters around Superman. Superman is supposed to stay pretty constant. But and then the stories were just not terribly interesting. They were in that that's one of the things that made this us judging this difficult. For those of you who don't know, this every episode was broken up into sections. Again, yes. you have to remember the time period and the way that the cartoons were. It was like here you have a 30-minute episode, but then you have like a 10 to 15 minute short. Like the previous serials, nothing was connected. And but at the same time, um it just it felt even more disjointed than anything we'd seen before, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know. Max Fleischer, no episode ever connected to each other. And especially after the Fleischer Studios closed down and they had the other studio take over, it was really out there, but it still felt more cohesive somehow than this series. This series, I think, was really created to catch kids it was directed at kids that may or may not stay for the whole episode or mm. they may come in in the middle of an episode because of mm. when they get home from school or they may not be allowed to watch tv so they're going to miss stuff mm. it felt like kind of like the but it wasn't even as cohesive i was about to say it felt like the old scooby-doos because they were not necessarily built upon each other but even those felt more cohesive than mm. this it just felt off it, it really did yeah i think it's the tone change from episode to episode i don't know if it was from like portion to portion episode. Yeah. one episode you'd have like these random aliens who are coming to attack the next episode you'd have lex luther which i did appreciate this is the first time you had lex luther you had brainiac and a couple other characters yes. jumping, but um you'd have them like lex luther one up like again you had aliens and then the next episode luther is made a time machine to talk to Merlin to get magic to do stuff or to become a little kid so that Superman doesn't know that it's Lex Luthor robbing banks. Yeah. So, and... <sighs> it was just so it was just so random. And, oh, I had a thought and then it left <laughs> while you were talking about that. Well, while you think about it, um, another aspect that bugged me, it expected you just to know things. That was what it was. Okay. Because you said Brainiac and it made right. me remember that. We're going on that. It expected you to know who Brainiac was. They're like, oh my gosh, it's Brainiac 5 again. And like we looked and he hadn't been in any of the Superman on film right. before. So they expected you to have been reading the comics. Yeah. And that was the thing, like, like I thought, well, maybe did, did because we didn't watch all of the Adventures of Superman, which was the live action. I was like, was he in that? You know, this is the new adventure Superman was in that. So I went through the entire catalog. No mention of Brainiac. This is his first time appearing anywhere on screen. And they're like, oh, he's back. And they're mentioning like these super beings that, that have sent him off to like create an arc and stuff like that. Like we should just know that. Yeah. Like they, they highly expected you to have read the comics mm -hmm. rather than just be sitting down and watching the show. But again... It was we actually had Brainiac. We had actual characters. I will give it that from the actual comic. So that's a bonus to it. So I guess the question becomes: Can we, in good faith, recommend this to individuals? I'm gonna say probably not. Yeah. Like, may it's one of those things of if you are a completionist, or if. You enjoy that time frame in cartoons mm -hmm. with an understanding of it's not even as good 
is Tom and Jerry. Mm. Like, I, I would rather sit down and watch Tom and Jerry. Do you feel like it's this way because you and I are looking for a complete story? Now, keeping in mind, Adventures of Superman didn't have major story arcs. Um, Max Fleischer didn't have major story arcs. But we had definite opening and closers for episodes. Fleischer, one episode was 15 minutes. That was it. Go on to the next episode. Does the fact that are we struggling because this is a, hey, here's one episode, but there's three stories that have nothing to do with each other in one episode? I don't think so mm. because I watched cartoons like that as a kid mm-hmm. and I enjoyed them mm-hmm. and I would still enjoy them now, maybe mostly because of nostalgia, but I don't think I, it's not like I'm unfamiliar with that format. Mm. So I think it's just that the way it was done was so odd mm-hmm. that it makes it very off-putting. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I mean, if you're a completionist. You know, check it out. You know, if it's on TV and for whatever reason and you have nothing else to do. It's interesting for the fact that it's you get a look into history. Yeah. As far as the way they saw things, especially when, now that you and I are thinking about the fact that it seemed like it was definitely geared towards young boys. And maybe if it's like for a little kid, you know, um, you know, I would recommend this for a parent who's like, "Hey, you got you got little kids." And, oh, absolutely! And you know they're they're just kind of hanging out. Maybe it's you know well whatever. because there's nothing inherently wrong in with them except for maybe some of the character designs on one or two, mm-hmm. and and that's just a, a kid wouldn't pick up on that. So, mm-hmm. all right, so that's our that's our suggestion for this one is it's not good <laughs> it's it's okay uh it's definitely seems like it's geared towards a younger audience than previous renditions you didn't have random stuff it didn't seem as political at it, least from what we saw of it it didn't now we only watched the first seven episodes mm-hmm. there was and a we, and we are very removed yes there was a slight hint of politicalness but my little brother is from Taiwan, so I notice certain <laughs> things because I am more attuned to it. Right, right. So some of the bad guys looked Asian. Yeah, like it was almost purposely drawn. Like Asians. Like why are all the aliens Asian? Like it was kind of awkward at times. It so was. Just, now, we, now that you're saying that, I do remember that. So, but at the same time, it wasn't blatantly political like the ending of mass max fleischer cartoons mm-hmm. where it wasn't max fleischer mm-hmm. where it was definitely much more like you know hey we're you know we're going into a war <laughs> like i would let our future kids that are non-existent at the moment watch this before i'd let them watch barney so i mean that's something <laughs> that is something all right, well, from, from Geek Devotions, Calm Talk by Geek Devotions, we're going to say um, if you're just bored or you got little, little kids, um, don't watch it. Not worth your time. Sorry, guys. Now, if you're nostalgic about it, go for check it out. Do it. It's your thing, man. Um, we do, before we wrap this up, we'll remind you guys, these episodes are brought to you by Devoted Patreon Geeks. If you want to be a Devoted Patreon Geek for as little as a dollar a month, you can support what's happening here at Geek Devotions. Just go to patreon.com forward slash geek devotions or go to geekdevotions.com, click on support. And it shows actually a couple ways you can support what we're doing here at Geek Devotions. Any other announcements we need to make, Celeste? I think 
we are good. We're not necessarily doing... Oh, uh, next month on oh, yeah. Geek Devotions, we're going to have another interruption to the Superman district. Yep. We're going to have Extra Tuesdays that are going to be special. Mm-hmm. The devotions are going to be special, mm-hmm. and that is because we are having a themed month. Ooh. It is going to be Gotham City Gospel, brought to you by the School of Ministry of the Healing Place. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. School of Ministry is a uh, um, they're based out of our church, the Healing Place, here in Shreveport, Louisiana. And every year, uh, we take them for a few months. We teach them about what we do. Uh, we walk them through the process. We talk about the philosophy behind what we do, about using uh, social media, using outlets like podcasts and YouTube and everything to reach out to people. And we're not trying to make them geeks. Nope. But we're trying to equip them so they can reach their own people group, the people that they connect with on a regular basis. So I believe last year's was Anime April. Oh, yeah. And then the year before that was May Movie Madness, oh, which was, was a lot of fun. And you can tell that it's definitely evolved. Like the last two years have not involved Calm Talk, mm-hmm. but this year we are including Calm Talk. So mm-hmm. we're going to get a, a debriefing from the students mm-hmm. to see what it was like from their end. Yeah. So you can, you can kind of see into their world <laughs> as you watch their devotions. Yeah. They did a fantastic they job. Did. I'm excited to watch them. Uh, I got to edit them still but uh because <laughs> i wasn't here when um when they did i was in the philippines so i'm really excited about this so it was really good that last one the pizza guy showed up though so <laughs> it's gonna take some editing <laughs> all right well i think that's it obviously guys want to encourage you to check out our website geekdevotions.com for basically everything we have our devotions our extra tuesdays articles we have written uh here in a couple of weeks we have an article that's gonna be a review about a new study Bible is coming out that we had an opportunity to do a review on. So I'm excited about that. And of course, we have the Celeste's review on Taste and See, which is yes. a really cool book that made Celeste hungry all the time. All the time. And also made me want to go to Texas and take Steakology 101. <laughs> and we also have a review on the new Ultraman that just came out on Ultraman. Netflix. Ultraman. That was so good. So good. We'll talk about that another day. That's that's a podcast for another day. It we is. should we should record that podcast and put it in the can and let like let it sit until we need a podcast. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. <laughs> All right. Well, let's close this up, Celeste. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love. Happy Easter. 